Welcome to the My Chains Are Gone podcast. My name is Jill Schilb, and I am here to provide a place for people to hear the stories of ordinary, everyday Christ followers. This is a platform meant to declare the greatness of our extraordinary God who calls people out of darkness and into His marvelous light. In last week's episode, I interviewed Maureen, and she shared about some of the tough seasons their family has been through. Well, this week, I interviewed her husband, Aaron. He shares his internal struggles with pride and confusion during his season of unemployment. He gives a great insight into some of the ways that the man of the house can struggle with leading his family while also depending on Christ. I hope you find yourself encouraged as you listen to Aaron share. Aaron, welcome Hello. to the My Chains Are Gone podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for <laughs> being willing to share yeah. um, your story. So first of all, did you grow up going to church and learning about God when you were a kid? I did. I never, I was always in church. I never knew life without church. I mean, I was baptized as an infant and I was a part of a church all the way through high school. Okay. Um, and so... Did you start following Jesus from an early age, or what would you say was the time where you decided, like, Jesus is real, I want to follow him? Um, I, I wanted to, I was following him all along, but it wasn't until late college that I really understood what it meant to follow Jesus, and at that point I made a conscious decision to follow him the right way. Okay. So what was life like before that point? Like in yeah. Church? So life before that point looked like going to um, a private school that was associated with the church I went to. It looked like <laughs> being on the student action leadership team in junior high for the junior high youth group. It looked like being on the leadership team for my high school youth group. Um, it looked like me just doing all the good Christian things that you would do or you would think you should do. And so I did all that and I, you know, I, I understood Christian principles and, you know, I, I, I would have, from the outside, you would have considered me a, a strong Christian. Um, and then when I got to college, um, it, it, in, it kind of became more of a, um, guilty thing wherein I would, I got into the typical college party thing. And so, um, I would, after a night of drinking and partying, I'd wake up the next morning feeling guilty for what I had done. And I would confess that to God and I would say, okay, well, next time I'm just not going to go as far. Like I'll just, I'll just kind of be calm next time. And like that wouldn't happen. So it turned into this kind of, I, I found myself trying to rely on my own strength to not be a bad person, but to still maintain my good Christian walk, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, so how did you feel or see Jesus pursuing you during that time? Um, I didn't really see God pursuing me until uh, later in college. A buddy of mine who I partied with a lot, said, hey, let's start going to Campus Crusade together. 
which kind of threw me for a loop. But I was like, okay, if he's going to go, then I'll go. And so I think that's when I started to realize there's something different happening now, um, even though it was really faint um, at the beginning. Yeah. So what was the turning point for you then? Well, the turning point was, um, so throughout that semester, when I started going to Campus Crusade, I just, I was partying harder and harder and harder and feeling more and more guilty. But again, I, in my own strength, I couldn't, I couldn't turn things around. And so this same guy said, Hey, there's this, so Campus Crusade towards the end of the semester said, Hey, here's a bunch of opportunities for you guys to do things over the summer. And they got up and presented this one opportunity. He said, Hey, we should go do that this summer. And as soon as he said that, like there was a lump in my throat. I just knew instantaneously, okay, I'm going with him to do this thing for the summer and something big is going to happen there. Um, and so that was when it started to really change for me. And then when I went down there, um, to, to that event over the summer, um, well, leading up to that, I'll back up real quick. So the, over the next few weeks as the semester ended, that lump in my throat just remained and kind of got bigger and bigger. Um, and there was one night I was coming home from a friend's wedding and I was driving drunk and I passed by a cop sitting on the side of the road and he didn't pull me over. He didn't even notice me. And that was like just a few days before I was supposed to leave for this event for the summer. And at that point I was, I woke up the next morning and I could literally feel like my chest beating hard because I was like, there's no way that should have happened to me last night. God, like, what are you going to do to me? What is about to happen to me? Um, and then I went to this event for the summer and that's where I got saved. That's where I made the decision. I, the light bulb went on. I finally realized it's not about me trying to do good. It's about me letting go of my life. That verse where, you know, it says, uh, pick up your cross and follow me. Like that verse finally clicked for me. And it was at that point where I stopped trying so hard and I said, okay, Christ, I give you my life and I want to follow you. I don't want to try to be my own savior. Yeah, that's really good. And so since that time, uh, it's probably 20-ish years ago, maybe. About that, yeah. About that. Um, how has your faith progressed? Have there? Um, so this podcast is My Chains Are Gone. Mm -hmm. um, what types of chains have you felt? Um, Jesus has been uh, releasing you from or that you've been shackled in and, and just needed help with? Um, well, I, I definitely have noticed over time that I, I struggled with um, what other people thought of me, the, the fear of man complex. And I didn't even realize that that was an issue for me for, for many years, even after I became a Christian for many years. Um, but I just began to see it more and, you know, Maureen, my wife kind of helped me see it early on. And so, um, it's taken me a long time to really own that that's something I struggle with, well, but what then does also, fear of man look like in your life? yeah, good question. Um, so fear of man just looks like me. I don't want to ever let anybody down or upset anybody or, you know, um, hurt them. I'm very, I try to be very conscientious of what other people think of me and how I might affect them or not affect them. Right. Um, I essentially struggle with 
making other people um, an idol or what other people think of me, that becomes my God that I try to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does that, what does that do inside of you? Like, how does that impact your relationship with God or how does that make you feel on the inside? Mm-hmm. Well, I think just, I just thought of this as you're asking me that I think what it does is it actually takes me back to who I was before I made that conscious decision to follow Christ. It takes me back to me being able to be my own savior, me being able to say, well, I'm good enough because this person is pleased with me, or I'm good enough now because Maureen is happy with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it gives me a sense of being my own savior, um, which if, I mean, that's pride. Pride says, hey, look at me, look what I've done. Um, so it, it it feeds my pride, um, which, I mean, that's what sin does. And sin feels good sometimes. And mm-hmm. when, it, when our pride is being fed, you know, that feels good to us. Right, right. Um, have you had any time in your life where just the opposite has happened and you've kind of felt broken? Where the fear of man had kind of hit, like, this mm-hmm. person doesn't approve of me and you just couldn't get past that. I think that's happened most in my marriage um, and particularly when I went through my stint of unemployment, um, that was the worst, worst 10 months of my life being unemployed and it was the worst 10 months of our marriage and I think that's when I really saw I can't do it. Um, I still tried even after I got an employment, after I got a job again and we, you know, life kind of picked back up, but it was, I think, during then that I just really saw how incapable I really was, even though I didn't want to believe it. So fear of man is one of the chains that that Jesus is currently even freeing you from. Yeah. Um, do you have any others? Yeah. So it's fear is kind of a theme in my life. Um, fear of, and it's, it's related to, to the fear of man is fear of failure. Like I don't, I hate failing. I hate being weak at something. It, it's, I fear it. I fear it greatly. Um, and I don't really know where that came from, but, um, it's just in me. I just, I don't like to fail or be weak. And so it's something I really struggle with because obviously, we're sinners. We're going to fail. We are weak. Um, but I really buck against that a lot. Um, yeah. So how has Jesus met you in both fear of man and fear of failure? Um, well, he's met me in both of those by just simply showing me that you don't have to have it together. You don't have to be so concerned with what other people think. Like you are free to be you because I am your savior. And like, I see you through the eyes of Jesus. God, the father sees me through the eyes of his son, Jesus. And he sees me as perfect because of Jesus. And so just breathe and just be, just be who you are, be who you are, be the person that I've made you to be. My grace is enough for your sins. My grace is enough for your weaknesses. My grace is enough for the people that you might upset or you might hurt or who might end up not liking you. 
my grace is sufficient. So just be who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the times when I remember that and the times where I walk in that, there's just a lot of peace. That was the word running through my head was just exhaustion versus peace. Absolutely. Exhaustion <laughs> is exactly the right word. And then peace is exactly the right word. Yeah, that's, that's good. I'm going to back up just a little bit. So you had mentioned during the struggle that you experienced internally when you, or when you lost your job and you were unemployed for a little while um, and that impacting your marriage, how did Jesus bring healing to that in you and in your marriage? Yeah. So uh, I'll start first, I guess, with our marriage. He brought healing to our marriage, I think, just by showing us that, hey, I've got you guys taken care of. I think Maury might have mentioned it to you, but during that season where I was unemployed, we were overwhelmed with kindness and and generosity from so many people. We didn't lack for anything. Yeah, I mean, the money was slowly dwindling, you know, what we had saved up, but we weren't in crisis at any point during that time. We were well taken care of. Um, and so how did that heal our marriage? Well, it just showed both of us that, hey, you're okay. Like, I've got you. And like, you know, it's not all on you, Aaron, or it's not all on you, Maureen, or, you know, you guys don't have to put this pressure on each other to like change the situation. Just relax and like, trust me, um, I'm taking care of you. Um, and so I think it was so hard, but we, we, we battled between the difficulty of the situation and our, our struggles with the reality of the situation and just being overwhelmed with God's goodness to us. There was just kind of this ping ponging going back and forth. Um, and I think towards the end of our, once we could see, okay, there's, there's a job coming and all that, I think we were able to look back and say, wow, look what God did during that time. Um, and I think that just gave us as a husband and wife, as a, as a partnership, a greater appreciation for God's provision over us. And I, I don't know, we just we kind of became unified on understanding how good God's provision is to us and that he does care about us and he will take care of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as for me, I think it just matured me. I think it just helped me see how weak and incapable I really am slash was. And I think I needed that time to see that, to see that I'm not who I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Had you um, always been a pretty high achieving guy? I wouldn't say high achieving, but successful maybe in, in a in a sense. You know, I never had a problem. I had good grades in school. I was fairly athletic. Um, I had I had gotten good paying jobs. You know, I I didn't um, have to try too hard. I guess is what right. I'm saying. Yeah, so things were always going well for you, and this was the first time where it, where you really had to come to realization that you weren't con- in control of your success. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It it really shook me, and I. I mean, I probably sent out 
over a hundred resumes during that time. And I think out of all that, I got like five interviews. Yeah. And so, yeah, there was nothing in me that was good enough. I was completely dependent on the Lord's timing. Yeah. And so how has that carried over for the last several years now that you do have a job? Mm -hmm. um, where is your focus lying more? I'm just focused on being, trying to be a good dad, be a good husband. And when I say that, I mean I'm trying to be focused on being the husband and the dad that like Christ calls me to be as a man. Um, and I'm trying to carry the lessons that I've learned, especially this idea of I'm not competent, like I'm never going to be good enough. Um, trying to walk that out in front of my wife, in front of my kids. Um, Which translates to humility. Yeah. Like, um, like God gives you skills and, you know, talents and you have that, but you're not taking it as like, I'm amazing. Right. It's more like a sense of humility. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, you know, I, trying to love my kids and, and do everything with them, but then also acknowledge when I've not been a good parent and mm -hmm. acknowledging that to them, right. you know, going to them, asking them for forgiveness when I've wronged them or, you know, same thing with, with Maureen. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's humility. Exactly. I think it's trying to carry humility well. So why are you glad that you follow Jesus? I love that question. I was thinking about that actually while you were asking Maureen that. I was thinking, what's my answer going to be? <laughs> so I love, so this is kind of my answer. I love the fall season. I love fall. It's my favorite time of year. And I, the last few weeks as I've been driving around and just seeing the beautiful colors, I've just been thinking to myself, how can anybody think that this changing of the colors in the trees is just science or is just how things work? Like, how can you look at that and think, well, God's not real or, well, God's just a big jerk or I don't have anything to do with that or, you know, there is no such thing as God. I just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I logically, I can't stop with, well, it's just science. Where did the life that's in that science come from? Like there has to be a greater answer. And so why am I glad I'm following Jesus? Because it makes sense to me. It brings a, it brings an understanding that nothing else does. And in that, sensibility to me there's also like a great joy and a great thankfulness that i just can't imagine living my life without jesus mm -hmm. like i literally don't know how i could do that and so i just love the lord yeah. it's just amazing what he's done for me and the gospel is amazing it's it's just amazing Great. Well, thank you, Aaron, for sharing your story and yeah, being willing to just kind of share in humility the things that God's worked in your life. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Were you challenged by some of the things Aaron shared? I know I was as I wrestled through my own pride. 
I am thankful for the way Christ has brought their family out of those specific trials. But they would be the first to say they aren't out of it yet. They have just learned the art of leaning into Christ when the waves and the fire comes. I hope you are encouraged by what Christ has done in Aaron. If you like this podcast, the easiest way to follow and not miss an episode is to subscribe. 